Maybe so. But it was just it was fun last night to kind of see how uh see how hockey could take center stage a bit. You know, seeing the the Florida Panthers do what they did in the closing seconds. See how dicey that series got for a short series, right? Some of the calls that were made, that was fun. Seeing college baseball take center stage. College softball getting a little bit more buzz. Oh, and then Aaron Rodgers got hurt at practice. So that probably ended up being story number one, right? The nonstop Aaron Rodgers conversations. Is he just trying to get out of being a part of OTAs? (laughs) I think so. Oh, my gosh, my calf hurts so bad. All right, we'll touch on that all coming up here in just a bit. But if you missed anything last night, OU Baseball moves on in the Big 12 tournament. They'll play at 730-ish tonight against Texas Tech. We're watching right now Kansas State leads Texas one zip. They're already in the bottom of the fourth inning. And we are at Cavens Group on a Thursday like we are always, and we're joined by Gary Cavins. What's going on, Gary? How are you, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm watching. Uh, I got a live college baseball game. We got highlights in here, and it seems like we've kind of dried out for a couple of days here. What's uh, I, I'm sure Mother Nature will have another round of storms that'll pop in, but uh, it's uh, things dry up, and then you start realizing, okay, maybe I had a leak here, or mold can become an issue. So what are we keeping an eye on over here uh, as things have dried out over the next few days? Yeah, we're kind of, you know, we're just keeping an eye out for anywhere where you might have water intrusion that um, is starting to turn into any uh, kind of black growth on the walls or yellow staining on the walls or ceilings or anything like that when it comes to mold. And if you do, you have an issue like that, call Cavens and we can come out and check it out and do a mold investigation or water intrusion investigation and see what's going on. Gary, I want to start with something that usually we just kind of wrap with, but the importance of being involved in the community. You've been in business for uh, 13 years. You've been uh, consistent, and you've also been consistent in giving back to the community. How important is that to you and to Jessica and everyone here at Cavens? It's a super It's a super important part of our culture here at Cavens to give back to the community. It's big for us. You know, we've done um, – well over four hundred thousand dollars in the last four years. I think we're up to um, we're getting close to four hundred fifty at this point in the game. Um, you know, last week we gave to Special Olympics, Mary Abbott House, and uh, City of Norman um, United Way golf tournament. Um, and this week, uh, later this afternoon, we're going to give a ten thousand dollar check to a school foundation um, later today, about one o'clock. And so, you know, we're in the last two weeks we've given a, we've given away back to the community. Uh, $21,500 alone. Um, So we're always giving back to the community. That's big for us to give back to the community. It gives us so much. And, you know, that's a big thing to remember. You know, we're... um, we're here for emergency response. You know, if you have your business sewage backs up and floods the business or flooding or water intrusion, uh, you need emergency water extraction, structural drying, mold investigation, mold testing. If your business catches fire, your apartment complex or your home, give us a call. We can come do the emergency board up. A car hits your building, emergency board up, etc. Anything emergency construction-wise, we can do um and you know just keep in mind when you call us you're not calling a national chain you're calling a local company that serves all of oklahoma and that gives back to oklahoma um and those national companies they some some of them give back some of them don't but we truly give back i mean and we have the proven track record 
that we're giving back uh, to the community um, as much as possible. And, you know, that's important. You know, when you call somebody local, you're giving back to your local community. You're helping a local business owner mm-hmm. and their family. Um, you're helping your kids' baseball team. You're helping your high schools. You're helping um, your elementary schools. You're helping, you know, the people in need in your community because the local people are giving back. And that's important to me and Jessica Cavins. And we give back all over Oklahoma and we serve all of Oklahoma. So, you know, next time you have a water mold fire emergency, call the local contractor that does give back, which is the Cavins Group. Yeah, because when disaster strikes, there's always the fly by night operations. And you'll see them with the too good to be true offers because, Gary, they're too good to be true. They're not going to be there for you through the long run. You will through through every step of, of the very the mold testing, the mold remediation, the um, the boarding up if, if there is a, a wreck or if something breaks a window, whatever it is, you guys are there for. Yes, 100%. We're here. We're here to get you through it. We're here to work with the insurance company. We're here to, you know, just respond. And, you know, I mean, uh, crime scene cleanup, um, water intrusion investigation, structural emergencies, Smoke and fire damage, um, you know, like we said, mold and water. So it, we're, we're working through the spring. We're inching towards the official start of summer. But I was thinking about this because we've got a very, um, what's a word I'm, I'm looking for, allergy-sensitive household, starting with your boy. And I, I don't think we talk about this enough, but the air duct cleaning, the dryer vent cleaning, which doesn't really have anything to do with um, allergies, but the air duct cleaning definitely does. These are things... You need to do air duct cleaning. Hey, who knows? Maybe you're going to have a big, a lot of vents during the summer. Keeps the air in your house clean. And then the dryer vent cleaning, that's a safety hazard, too, more than anything else. 100%. Dryer vent cleaning is really important because your dryers can cause a fire um, if with lint buildup and stuff like that. And it also can take your clothes a lot longer to dry. Um, so dryer vent cleaning is a really important thing. Give us a call. We can get you on the schedule and get you squared away, get your uh, dryer vents cleaned. Um, it also helps with your electric bill, too, because the longer it takes for your clothes to dry, the more electrical you're, you're using. Um, and then on the air duct cleaning, it's good for allergies, um, stuff like that. But it's also something that a lot of people don't realize is if you don't have your air ducts clean and, you know, the humidity is in them and they're sweating, you know, sometimes people see air ducts sweating and water dripping off of them and stuff like that, that can actually cause mold in your air ducts. So having your air ducts cleaned once a year, uh, once every two years, is something that's pretty important uh, to kind of control that and control it from having mold in your air ducts too. So, um, you know, we, I can't, I can't, we have several jobs where we've found mold in the air ducts and had to deal with all that stuff. And that's something, you know, the air duct clean can be proactive and uh, stop that from happening. A couple of other things here. We'll let you get back to work, Gary. Um, maybe there's a business owner and maybe rental property owner, whatever need maintenance help because you don't want to do it all yourself or there's been a reduction in force. People are, you know, starting to realize, hey, I, I need to make sure these, this whole of the wall is fixed, that these issues that I have where these walls need to be painted or whatever. Uh, Jessica L. and the maintenance group does a great job with it, don't they? They do. They do an outstanding job, and uh, we have a, a many, many commercial uh, maintenance clients, uh, grocery stores, uh, banks, um, uh, cities, and um, uh, donut shops, and just, I mean, all kinds of uh, stuff from from 
we so we do maintenance in Dallas. We do maintenance all over Oklahoma, uh, Tulsa. I mean, just everywhere. So if you have commercial maintenance needs, just give us a call. We can help. 405-573-3048. And I want to circle back to what, what you had brought up. You are, you're here 24-7, 365, yes. emergency service. You're ingrained in the community. Gary, it's the first call um, whenever the pipes break or the first call whenever you see the leak or the first call when you see the black spots because you know how to identify it and make sure that you can save the most money possible for that commercial entity, for that residential entity. You're, you're there to help. That is. We're, we're here to help it so that it doesn't become a big, expensive problem. And, you know, catching these things early is important uh, so that they don't become um, uh, more than they need to be. Bingo. Thanks, Gary. Anything else we need to add, by the way? No, just check us out on Facebook, um, you know, Cavens Group, uh, Instagram, Twitter, um, and then uh, check out our website, uh, cavensgroup.com. Yeah, and at Cavens Group at all, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find them that way in Cavens Group. Dot com. Oh, dumpster removals, too, we should add. You got the roll-offs. Those are yep, 12 yard. Just start throwing stuff in there like crazy, and you guys will take care of it. 100%. We'll I drop could do that. it off and pick it up. I could do that with my kid's room right now. I might just back it right up, too. All right. Thanks, <laughs> Gary. Appreciate Thanks, it. Chris. That's Gary Cavins here at Cavins Group, CavinsGroup.com. All right. Um, we are uh, all softball for the next two segments. You're going to hear from Patty Casso. You're going to hear from T.R.A. Jennings. We're following the first game in day two of the Big 12 baseball tournament. It's one zip Kansas State in the top of the fifth inning. So Kansas State is the road team again today, and they're up one zip over Texas in what's been a really nice pitcher's duel so far. So we'll keep tabs on this game. Oklahoma baseball coming up tonight at 730. They'll take on Texas Tech when we come back. So about a couple of other games heading your way tonight. We start super regional play, and actually it's getting going here in Oklahoma. We'll dive into it next. Right here on the Home of Sooner Fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. All right, um, playing on some Patty here. My, I grabbed, I grabbed the wrong adapter cord today, Josh. I could not, I could not have screwed this up anymore today on my way out the door. I was trying to do, I was trying to do something nice, and I'm, all I'm doing is get my ass ripped for it. So uh, it's been a fun start to the day for me. Uh, in the meantime, I want to try to get you a little bit of PG audio here. Let's see how well it goes with Patty Gasso, the head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners. Um, from why do I have to like basically clarify who Patty Gasso is? I think everyone understands. Well, I, you, you never know. You never right? know. Who, never who know. knows, man? We got a first-time listener driving. It's like who is this Patty Gasso that he is uh, talking about here? All right, um, where do you want to start here? How about Coach? On where she and I hope this audio works. I'm I'm fighting with. I might have to send it to Josh during the break if it doesn't. But on on where this team needs to continue or is continuing to improve. Really on point, and uh, they're making it look very easy, which is a sign of a lot of confidence. So practices have been good. They've been working hard at practice. Uh, running out of things to work on, but I always find something. That's why I'm. 15 minutes late so <laughs> uh, but no they they just look confident they look ready to play I like I like this word that she used too, Josh the word we talked about was bold and I felt that they had a very bold presence a very suffocating approach I I, I felt it if I was an opponent I would feel oh you just almost unstoppable I felt every part of our game was on point I'm very happy with what it looked like this weekend. There you go. 
There you go. Um, bold. I love that word. I love that word in describing how Oklahoma played this week, and they were bold. Um, what about the winning streak? Now, how would Josh Helmer, you're the head coach of a team that's in the middle of the second longest winning streak in the history of college softball. Mm-hmm. How do you think you would handle it? Just personally, I would have a hard time not being like, yo, we've won 46 straight games. What's up? Let's go. It's a good question. <laughs> I feel like Lincoln Riley saying that, but <laughs> um, I, I feel like you have to address it in some regard. Sure. But then again, it's because it's sort of an elephant in the room, maybe. But I, my, my approach would be, do not think about this, guys. I, I'm addressing it because obviously it's out there and you'll probably get asked about it in some regard. But we got this winning streak by not thinking about a winning streak, by every single day and every single pitch and every single at bat taking it one at a time. And if right. we remain who we've been and just go do the things that we know that we can do, we're going to break this record. And that'll be great. But we're not here to break that singular record. Yep. I I could not I could not agree more. Arizona's got the longest winning streak at 47. Sooners are currently at 46. Is it something that this softball team talks about? Is it something that Coach Gasso brings up? No, 100%. I, I'm not somebody that even knows unless you all are saying it. I don't count the wins. I don't look back in the record books. What does this do for us? What does it give us? It gives us a, maybe a bragging right. Our players don't talk about it. I don't talk about it. We don't think about it. We just want to get to the World Series. That's it. However that looks. Uh, so... It, it doesn't give us anything. It doesn't give us a trophy. I mean, trophies stay here forever. Titles stay here forever. Um, records are meant to be broken. Nobody thought that Stacey Newman's record would break, and then Chamberlain broke it, then Aloe broke it. I mean, these records are all going to be broken, and nobody's going to care anymore. So I don't get caught up in that, nor does the team. So it's just focusing on what we want, what our goal has been from the beginning, and that is getting to be in that final eight. There you go. Fair enough, yeah. And, you know, keep the main thing the main thing and uh, worry about the rest later, I guess, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. You can't find yourself getting too caught up in worrying about it or talking about it. Now, I'm pretty sure that with, you know, the social media world the way it is and how active – Sooner softball appears to be not just as, you know, at OU underscore softball, but as a team, how active they are on Twitter, how active they are on Instagram, Josh. I'm willing to bet that it's talked about. I'm sure that they know what's going on, right? (laughs) There is an idea that it's brought up to them quite a bit. But as far as sitting in the meeting room and saying, do this one to knock Mike Candrea from his perch, I don't feel like that's something that they're doing at all. No, they're focused on how can we win twice against Clemson and get to the exactly get to the women's college world series and then go defend uh, back-to-back national championships which that that should be the main focus but hey you asked me what my approach would be right and I I think my approach would be a little bit different okay but you know I I think most coaches would tell you they're not talking about it right 
my I would have a hard time not being like, bro, we're about to break a record. Everybody. <laughs> let's let's let, let's go out and let's break some let's break some new marks. Let's make a little bit more history. Maybe that's why they don't let me around very often, Josh. Maybe that's why. I will say, um, I agree a bazillion. Uh, uh, Coach Gasso isn't blowing smoke up your backside. Like there's uh, my my favorite stat moment because I'll I'll always ask. I'm like, hey, I got a good stat. You want it? And she'll kind of look at me. I'm like, all right, never mind. And sometimes she'll be like, okay, tell me. And just randomly, we were talking about Jocelyn Erickson early in the season. And what's she have, Josh? Like five home runs in the first two weeks, maybe mm-hmm. first three weeks or something like that. And I remember that we were we were sitting, getting ready to do pregame, and I'm like, Erickson's got five home runs already, Coach. She kind of stopped. She goes, what? She goes, really? She kind of laughed. She goes, guess we got to get her in the lineup a little bit more. <laughs> you know, it's just these things she – it matters how you're playing, the quality of your bats, how well are you defending, um, how hard are you hitting the ball. You know, I think sometimes we get caught up in a world where if if you're looking at a batting average and it's it's not as high as you think it should be, you're like, well, why is that person playing over X player has a higher batting average? Well, who's to say that there weren't more quality at bats? You know, DJ Sanchez gave a hell of a – I'm sorry, language – a heck of a key to the game on Saturday. And she said, I want I want hitters to have quality outs. In other words, too many times it seemed on Friday in, in an 11-0 game that there were pop-outs, right? You don't want pop-outs. That's the last thing you want. Line out, maybe a um, – you don't want a strikeout. You don't want a strikeout looking – you want hard-hit balls. And I hadn't really thought of that. That matters. That matters. Because eventually, in your mind, in your eyes, you're going, you're hitting it hard. It's going to find gaps. Anyway, long way to go to basically say, Coach Castro doesn't care about those. <laughs> she doesn't care about those streaks, those stats, those numbers. What does she care about? Are you having good at-bats? Are you throwing strikes? Are you getting people out? Are you making offensive plays? I can't put it more simpler than that. Do we have time for a couple more here real quick? I know I broke a little bit early near the top, but we got time for two more? Oh, yeah, yeah. Rifle through. All right, so Kirsten Deal. I know that there is always a lot of concerns about, oh, my gosh, she was a star uh, pitcher, number one recruit in the country. She comes here and she's not playing. What's going on? Well, here's what here's what Coach had to say about Kirsten Deal and handling maybe what could be considered a um, – a less than massive number of innings that she could get somewhere else. It's understandable that she would be. We don't talk about it much, but she also understands she's on the number one team in the country who's got elite pitching. She's smart enough to understand that she's going to learn from these pitchers, and they are rooting for her like nobody's business. So when she is on the mound, all of those pitchers are up on the net. It's rooting for her and talking to her through her uh, innings, between innings and so forth. So uh, she could be a little disappointed, but I think she understands that this is really, really good for her. And she has shown so much confidence that we're not afraid to bring her in at any time now. That's awesome. That's awesome. Kirsten Deal has put herself in a position where they're not afraid to put her in 
at any moment in the game. Great stuff to hear. All right, uh, we heard about, I think this is the uh, cut that Toby and TJ played earlier today, Valerie Cagle, who is the star for Clemson, but so much more for the Tigers. Cagle is the name everybody knows, and she is that. She is legit. She is a big-time two-way player, pitcher, hitter. Uh, They've got speed. They've got a good balance of speed, power. Um, They're very athletic. They've got a very, very good pitching staff, much like ours. They have different looks they can bring at you any time. They have a very good fielding average. This is going to be a battle of two teams that look very similar. We might have a little more power. They might have a little more speed. It's just, you know, here and there we could look different than each other, but very, very similar. Very, very similar. You know, there is John Rittman. There's a really cool article. I think it was George Stoya that wrote it where – uh, John's wife, Lori, played at Oklahoma. And uh, their son is a football player for UCLA, or at least was. And this is, it's, it's kind of wild that this is a program that is only in its, you know, what, fourth full season of playing college softball. And here they are. For the second straight year in Oklahoma, knocking on the door of a potential Women's College World Series berth. Valerie Cagle is very good. She is no doubt their star. And I she's as impressive as anyone that I've seen just physically watching her. Big, strong player. She's not only the team leader in... Uh, well, technically, she's not the team lead, leader in ERA, but in like uh, 25 or more appearances, she is. She's made 36 appearances this year. Uh, she's thrown the most innings by far, 186 innings. The next most inning thrown, most innings thrown on the Clemson team is 89.2. So she's going to throw a lot of pitches. She. The thing that kind of struck me about her, she doesn't walk a lot of hitters, 186 innings. She's only walked 32 hitters, but she'll she'll hit you. And she's thrown a few wild pitches this year, too. So uh, Kegel's the stud. And, oh, by the way, Josh, and I mentioned that she can hit. Team's leading hitter by a mile, 467 average. Has started every single game so far this season. 19 home runs, one of five players on this Clemson Tiger team that has 10 or more home runs, nearing 60 runs batted in on the season, walks a lot. I mean, Valerie Cagle is the team leader in hits, doubles, tied for the team lead in triples, team leaders in home runs, runs batted in, total bases, slugging percentage. She leads the team in walks. (laughs) She doesn't strike out too terribly much, and she's 5 for 9 on stolen base opportunities. Oh, did I mention a 1.20 ERA? She's an absolute stud. So it's I'm excited to watch her play because I think she's fun. I think she's got a chance to give the Sooners some problems. They do have a staff. They throw uh, uh, Millie Thompson throws quite a bit. I think she's second on the team in innings, Brooke McCubbin, but I don't I don't see them going too terribly deep as far as the staff is concerned because, to me, Josh, they're going to go as far as, as Cagle can take them. And hopefully that's not very far. Right, exactly, exactly. One more quick cut, then I'll get to Ross and you at 
three two nine nine thousand. That's four zero five three two nine nine thousand on the Riverwind Casino jackpot line. Here is Coach on what she's seen from Tiara Jennings. You know, when you become a junior, you're pretty well known, or senior, you're very well known. So pitchers have a good resume on you and what you like or don't like. I think Tiare has been as clutch and timely as she has been since she got here. Uh, maybe her power numbers might look different, but her RBI numbers are good. I mean, everything about her is is clutch, is timely. So I don't look at it. I don't compare her seasons. I think she's one of the best hitters in the country without question. All right. There you go. It's on. We'll hear from T.R.A. Jennings coming up in just a bit. 405-651-3439. That's the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. But let's hit the uh, Riverwind Casino jackpot line. 405-329-9000. Let's hear from Ross. What's going on, Ross? Welcome to the show. How are you, man? Hey, buddy. I'm excited. Um, I've got friends, and they're talking about, hey, we're going to run real Clemson. I'm like, let me tell you something, buddy. Let me tell you. It's that time of the year. Where I don't care if we win by one game the rest and one one run the rest of the way. I, I don't care. Okay, I I just want to win now, and I don't care how it comes. One to nothing games, thirteen to twelve. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> it's just it's just about getting to the College World Series this weekend. That's all I care about uh, as a fan. But um, just some numbers. You know, I like giving you numbers. Oh yeah. Uh, Sooners are thirty and one against the top fifty. Clemson is nine and nine. Uh, uh, comparable competition. Uh, they lost three straight. I'm sure you mentioned this in home Florida to Florida State. State. Yeah, fourteen to three. They got outscored at home. Um, they they lost to Virginia Tech two out of three. Lost to Tennessee one to nothing. So they have their issues when they when they step it up a little bit. But uh, they are a dangerous team. I would say they're probably comparable to uh, teams we've had in here before in Super Regionals. I think they're probably better than UCF last year. Um, oh, I agree. I agree. I agree. Hey, last thing I wanted to tell you, we talk about stuff from around the country. Uh, the McNeese State deal up at Washington. Oh, uh, gosh. You, do you know how many pitches they threw? How many total pitches or pitchers? Yeah. Pitches. I no, I have no them. idea. Did you look it up? 560. <laughs> in five games. You know, they had that 13-inning marathon with the Gophers, right? Yeah. I mean, they, they had to kill Gophers, and, you know, they didn't even need a reason. So, <laughs> But anyway, anyway, so that, that 560 is unbelievable. I just wanted to let that stat out to you. I don't know if you'd ever heard it before. No, I had. That's a lot of pitches over that stretch. Thanks, man. I appreciate right. the phone call. Hey, buddy. Five. I'll see you later. See you later, Ross. Appreciate the phone call. Clemson, though, here's what's weird about it, Josh, just getting back to his – and it's a good note, it's a fair note. Um, when, Clemson, when Clemson stepped up in competition, it seemed like they struggled, right? But, man, they've got some impressive wins pre that Florida State series, right? They um, they smoked Northwestern. 18 to 2 in the two games they played them combined 15 to 2 and 3 to 2. They beat Georgia 7 to 1. They beat South Carolina 10 zip. But since Florida State went to McWhorter Stadium 
and beat them seven to zip. They, I think it was only like two games they won against tournament teams the rest of the way. Because um, they beat Virginia Tech and they beat um, uh, Virginia Tech and South Carolina. I, I just, it, it's been a really hard team to figure out. It's got, you know what? I would compare Clemson. Let me, oh, hold on. Do you want to do a Fox? Have you heard the Fox Sports radio promos that they do now? Where it's like, but here's here's what really matters. And about if you want to hear the rest of this. Right. If you want to hear the rest of what Jason Smith had to say, no, nobody wants to hear the rest of what the, Jason Smith had to say. The worst part of those say. promos are it's like 90 seconds of listening to the thing, and then right. you don't, and then you don't uh, find out where the thought is going. And I'm sorry, I, I lose my interest, but – Here's my comparison for uh, uh, for Clemson. We'll get into it. It's Oklahoma State. I mean, I'll spoil it, but I want to give you the reason why when we come back. So we're talking Sooner softball in anticipation of tomorrow's Game 1 of the Super Regional. That's a 1 o'clock first pitch. We'll do our pregame coverage starting at 9 a.m. We're going to be live from Riverwind Casino. Steelman's going to jump in a little bit early so I can make my way over to Marina Hines Field, but... When we come back, let's talk a little bit more about what we expect from Clemson. And like I said, they remind me a lot of Oklahoma State. I'll explain why next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. This uh, Big 12 tournament game is kind of cooking, Josh. They're already in the bottom of the sixth inning. Hour and 42 minutes into the game, Kansas State still holding on to a one-zip lead over Texas. The Wildcats have gone to the pin. Are you keeping tabs or are you counting on me? You watch any of this? Plus, you've got to worry about turning around and look at the damn TV behind you too, right? Well, oh, it's on ESPN yeah, Plus. Yeah, but being mind. on ESPN yeah. Plus, uh, I, I do not. Uh, I haven't pulled it up. You, you are, okay. you are I'm today watching. my eyes and ears. Beautiful. I, lo- I love to have that responsibility. Uh, this has the look of a team that is ready for the postseason. And by that, Texas looks like a team that would rather be anywhere else but playing this game against Kansas State. Conversely, Josh, Kansas State, Looks like a team that would rather be anywhere else but playing this game against Texas. So, do you remember the, the classic South Park episode where they were playing Little League and they were trying to lose every single game? Oh, yeah, well, we're worse than you. It's like, wait a minute, what? Oh, no, we're, we're really losers. <laughs> That's kind of what I feel like is going on here. If Texas happens to hit into a double play here, then I'll absolutely positively feel that's what's going on. So one zip, one zip Kansas State, bottom of the sixth inning. All right, one more quick cut here from Patty Gasso. We're talking about Oklahoma moving on in the Super Regional. They they play Clemson tomorrow. We heard Coach Gasso's take on the streak, and she she kind of doubled down on it. I think someone tried to be a little bit more inquisitive on asking questions about the streak and how they're handling it. And here's what Coach said. Again, I'm not, talk- I'm not thinking about it. I'm not talking about it, so I don't know. I, I will tell you one thing that is more on my mind than anything uh, is this, could, this is trusting. This is our last weekend officially in NCAA play, that this is the last time we'll be on Maria Hines Field. That means something to me because my life was built right here. So those are things that I care more about. Yep. And that that's true. That's she's speaking the truth. It's wild. 
I was going back last night before we get to Clemson here, Josh, and, oh, wild that's a pass ball. That's not a wild pitch, pass ball. Um, I was Someone put together some of the great moments in Marina Hines' history at OU underscore softball. Did you happen to see this get posted last night? It was really good. No, but I'm sure it was really, really, really cool. It, it, it kind of, there, there's a part of it that does kind of suck. Um, that's not the word I'm looking for. Stinks in that most of the highlights were 2013 and beyond. There wasn't a lot of pre-2012, and that's I don't think that's intentional. I just think it's it's a situation where – our video archives are not the best. Like I'm, I'm willing to bet there were some incredible games in the first, you know, five to ten years of Marina Hines Field. You know, when Cat Osterman came here to pitch, and Missouri had their wagon of teams that just don't necessarily get the talk or the uh, buzz that they deserve because we just don't have the video archive of it. But it was, um, it was pretty. I, I want to go back tonight. One thing I do want to have for tomorrow's show is, you know, since I started doing games in 16, some of my favorite moments, Emerita Hinesfield. There's one that never gets talked about. There's one that never gets brought up. And it's 2017 when we walked off Baylor in game one of that series. And I think it was Fall A of You that scored the winning run, or maybe she had the winning hit. All my teams kind of run together a little bit. But. Coach Casso, in celebration, just threw her call sheet up in the air. I don't know why. Usually, my favorite moments center around how Coach Casso reacts in the third base coach's box. And when OU came back to win that game over Baylor, I want to say it's 17, softball diehards can correct me. But she 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 just threw her lineup card in the air. It was it was our call sheet or whatever in the air. And OU scored the winning run. It was great. It was a really, really cool moment. I love the comeback we had against Wichita State. I say a couple years ago, but nothing is ever a couple years ago. Whenever we were just done, done, and Leo Wodak had a walk-off base hit to win the game. I love all the game winners against Texas. Love them all. There's some great moments, man. And, you know, again, we don't want to wax nostalgically. That's for Tuesday on the show if Oklahoma moves on. But, Josh, it's, um, it's pretty wild to see how quickly this thing has grown to where it has become a not only outgrowing Marina Hines Field, but just from a capacity perspective, but outgrowing you know Marina Hines Field and the offices and the, the hitting facility, the batting. I mean, it's outgrown everything, not just the fandom, but the level at which this team is playing. So I'm excited about Love's Field, but there'll be a little touch of nostalgia this weekend for Marina Hines. No doubt. And, you know, for me, I just think, when I moved here in 2010 to what this program is now, I mean, there were, it was becoming that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, old timers with the softball program from back then, you know, before you won the national championship with uh, Keelani Ricketts and Lauren Chamberlain and company would probably argue it was, it was great then, but just the momentum that's continued to develop from trying to get that national championship that what would have been the second with Lauren Chamberlain and, and Keelani Ricketts and company. And then, the way that they built on it and built on it and built on it and what this thing has morphed into to where it's a juggernaut. It's an absolute juggernaut, and the fan base, they love it. They're wrapped up in it. They're consumed by it. Could not agree more. And it's a great 
it's a great team to get caught up in. It really, truly is. All right, let me give you real quick a Clemson comparison, and you guys are already all over this on the on the text line, which I want to. I don't want to get too wordy here, but I'll just say they've had moments against good teams where you watch them and you think, "Oh wow, this this is a good team." Sweep the Northwestern, beating Georgia, beating South Carolina a couple of times, but then it seems as if Josh, when they really step up against the Dukes of the world, against the Florida states of the world where they're just they they appear to be pretty overmatched and I kind of feel that same way with Oklahoma State and then you know they both have a similar staff right to where you have an ace who throws a lot of innings Kelly Maxwell at Oklahoma State Valerie Cagle at Clemson but you also have those uh, other two pitchers right Lexi Kilfoyle at, at Oklahoma State Acock at, at at Oklahoma State for for Clemson you know, it's uh, McCubbin and Millie Thompson. Though I don't, I don't think, unless things get really bad, we'll see Reagan Spencer this weekend. But that's just me. You know, she's only made 17 appearances this year. In fact, I don't know how much more we'll see outside of Valerie Cagle. This reminds me a lot of when Washington came here a couple of years ago with Gabby Plain. But I just each pitcher seems to have kind of. Lost maybe just a little bit, Josh, maybe just a bit. You know, not saying that either one is hurt. Maybe it's a situation where they've thrown a little bit too much. They've had the ability to score a bunch of runs if necessary. They've done it before. But then again, in the same vein, it seems as if as the season has progressed, uh, pitchers and pitching coaches have found ways to attack them that's made it a little bit more challenging for Clemson to have some of the success that they their talent says they're capable of. So, Clemson, to me, where they are right now, reminds me a lot of Oklahoma State, where they are right now. The only difference is, you know, Clemson had to play an if-necessary game, and Oklahoma State didn't. And Clemson gave up a few runs this weekend. Oklahoma State only did with with wild pitches. So these two teams are very similar. You know, this was a top-five team at one point during the season in, in Clemson, but I just, I really feel like that, as far as how the season has progressed, it's fairly mirrored. Oh, and by the way, Clemson will run a heck of a lot more than Oklahoma State will. They'll get play, they'll get hitters moving with um, hit and runs. I think they've stolen over 100 bases this season. So if you're Kenzie Hansen, you're probably lighting up with the opportunity to try to throw out some runners this weekend. All right, uh, anything else you want to add on Clemson before we break and hit the text line? We gots to break. All right, it's Plank Show from Cavens on the route. Kansas State has loaded the bases in the top of the seventh inning. Oh, you just, you could not have had an infield grounder put in a tougher spot than what the Wildcats just did. Okay, knowing how things have gone through, let's see, they played uh, seven yesterday, through 13 innings for Kansas State so far, Josh. In a one-zip game, they lead Texas. How did that first baseman miss the bag? What would you put as the run possibility with the bases loaded and nobody out? Would you go over under two and a half for Kansas State right now? Two and a half runs they'll put on the board in the top half of the seventh with the bases loaded and nobody out. I think I'm going to go over. I I think that, yeah, they're going to find a way to break this thing open a little bit. Toby had said earlier on the T-Row in the morning show 
that as hard as it is for Sooner fans, and I bring this up because it's Sooner related, that maybe, just maybe, Josh Helmer, we should be rooting for Texas to win today because if Texas beats Kansas State and the Wildcats go 2-Q, and Q, then it's pretty much a slam dunk for Oklahoma that they're in and Kansas State could be the team on the outside looking in. As it stands right now, Texas definitely looks like a team that is primed and ready to be out of Arlington. (laughs) What's the joke in all the NBA stuff, one, two, three, Cancun? It's almost like they've gone one, two, three, regionals. (laughs) It's like we're done. We're done with this Big 12. And, funny enough, you know, Kansas State is the kind of team that if you get to the eighth or ninth, they got a closer now. They got a stud. But it's just whether or not you can get there. But bases loaded, nobody out, one zip, Kansas State has the lead, looking to add to it in the top of the seventh inning. We'll keep tabs on this as the show rolls on right here on the Home Sooner Fans.